Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Hi, Pat. Thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. Thank you, Laura. Just to to recap for our listeners, the reason why you are joining us today is because when the team and I sat down last week, we discussed how the weather has turned cold in Dublin. Um, So we, the team at Top Tier Recruitment, got talking about how we could do something to help the less fortunate than ourselves this winter. So instead of giving gifts this Christmas, we will donate 100 euro to the Dublin Simon community every time we're asked to fill a new vacancy within FinTech and financial services between now and Christmas Day. Um, just to, for the audience, FinTech and financial services industries are the industries we specialize in. Can you tell us about the Dublin Simon community and the amazing work you guys do? Well, this year we're uh, 50 years old. The Simon community was established in February of 1969. And we currently operate, uh, Dublin Simon operate in the counties of Dublin, Kildare, Wicklow and Mead, Loud, Cavan and Monaghan. And then we have a number of other, for want of a better word, sister organizations. So we have Cork Simon operating in the south, and Midland Simon, and then you have Limerick Simon and Galway Simon. So um, Dublin Simon has been the largest in terms of covering that kind of East Coast area. Mm-hmm. So what we initially started with was that soup run back in February of 1969. It's still running today. But we, what we have in addition to that is our street, um, our Dublin outreach service, which is effectively in conjunction with the local authorities and the Dublin region, homeless executive the outreach service that provides assistance and support directly to the rust sleepers in the four local authorities in Dublin. So we operate that uh, in conjunction then with the soup run. And then expanding from that, we obviously operate emergency accommodation, which is uh, the need of getting people off the street into emergency accommodation. That's primarily for single, single male men and women. And then, obviously, the solution, one of the solutions to homelessness is housing. So we have a a number of housing units that we own and have acquired and plans to build. And they are uh, independent housing units, for for want of a better word, like houses that you and I come from, two, three, four bedroom houses that we um, procure and buy. And then we also look for one and two bedroom uh, unit of accommodation, which as we know is in very short supply, particularly in the Dublin area. And when we can secure that property, it's earmarked for single people who might be long-term in emergency accommodation and unable to move on. And then some of the property we buy and uh, some of the property we lease. So people who use our property would be basically paying rent. They would have a history of homelessness. They would be on uh, the local authority housing list. And then once they um, enter into our property, they close the door on homelessness and they are technically housed. The other forms of housing then is for people who are unable to live independently. So people who need what we call long-term supported housing. Again, that's like a little bit of a step down from a nursing home. So it's a shared housing unit. What I mean by that is that people will have their own room, maybe an ensuite as well, but their sitting room, kitchen area and 
community areas would be shared. And then we would have staffing on site for them in some cases 24-7, which like a nursing home. Uh, in other cases, the staff are only there during office hours, 9 to 5, Monday to Friday. The people in those accommodation units are a little bit more independent. So we cater for the needs of people depending on their supports that they need. Some of it is intense, i.e. 24-7. Some of it, they're moving towards a more independent living. And then the last element, uh, which is a very large element of the organization, is people who have had experienced a trauma in their lives and as a result have acquired an addiction. And we provide a number then of treatment and counseling services to those. So our treatment services uh, have been operating since 2003 uh, on the keys of, of, of the Liffey in an area called Ursher's Island where we have our treatment service. So there people get um, and are admitted into and referred into the service through an alcohol detoxification unit, which is a detox. Um, that happens for three weeks. And then after that, um, they're put into rehab, rehabilitation, recovery uh, for maybe three to six months because a person needs that once they're detoxed in order to maintain and and uh, continue to be dry. So, and a lot of support is needed in that end. And that's roughly about uh, maybe over a thousand people last year, 2018, went through our treatment services alone in terms of recovery units and detoxification beds as well as, which is really important as well nowadays is, is, is the mindfulness, health and well-being. So, People also can avail of counselling support, one-to-one -one counselling, and what we call out-of-hour service, which is operational this year. So people who maybe in the evening times need a help or kind word or advice from a counsellor over the phone, that's also being provided. So there's a lot of wraparound services in there with those on the street, in emergency accommodation, in our types of housing, in our treatment services, that whole health and well-being, um, and that covers counselling to gym, to computer classes, to uh, uh, literacy and and, um, and art classes. So um, that's the size of an organisation that has grown um, in the last 50 years. Wow, that's that's incredible, Pat. Uh, 50 years, that's that's amazing. Yeah, I, like we, we, we were obviously conscious of it. We, we had um, our commemoration events 10 years ago when we were 40. Um, so this year we had a series of events um, within the organisation and externally highlighting our 50 years. So we had been running a public campaign since the summer and also now into Christmas, um, highlighting the fact that we have closed over over those 50 years we've closed and helped people close the door on homelessness. Um, so whilst we were primarily established as a homeless organization, the end goal, the end support that donors, people that work for us and volunteer for us, the end focus is in helping somebody, a man, a woman or a family, children, to physically close the door on homelessness to provide a home for themselves. So we have been celebrating that fact closing the door in homelessness uh, throughout uh, the summer and now in the run up to Christmas. Figures wouldn't be great from the 60s, 70s and 80s, but we estimate maybe that over 12,000 men, women and children were directly helped and supported by Simon to um, close the door in homelessness in terms of providing housing over the last decade.
So people might see it in, in the newspapers or on adverts or TVs now in the run up to Christmas on the close the door campaigns, focusing on the door and it's also focusing on, on an envelope over Christmas. So that's an important part to us because we want to get a message out there that, you know, in the midst of a crisis and it's still there and will be for another number of years, unfortunately, there is some success. So we share that success during the year and particularly just recently with our commemoration event in Trinity College where we were founded, where we brought the founders, uh, some of them are still with us, um, uh, we brought the founders back and um, we had a chat with them on stage with uh, Brian Dobson from RTE and what things were like in 69 and in the 70s. And then we had a discussion with a number of uh, clients who have closed the door in homes and they told their stories, shared their stories with, with Brian also. So we have a number of, of other events during the year that highlighted that um, um, in, in terms of people who, who we supported and unfortunately people who, 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 saw, who, who died and, and passed on and we had a memorial services in, in early November as well. So it's a significant year for us. We were asked, you know, Brian asked us, particularly myself, you know, okay, if we're around for 50 years, but what has changed? You know, um, is the organization the same as it was when the founders went out in, in February down to Smithfield from Trinity College with their soup and sandwiches? And as an organization, we'd be trying to reflect on that to say, we believe that the essence of the organization, or as I call it, the soul of the organization, is still the same. It's still the same. It's 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 a caring, it's a caring organization. People go out on the street in all types of weathers and all types of scenarios to support those who are on the street. So there's a caring piece to the organization that is is core and central. And wrapped around that then is is probably the element of campaigning, the need to say that this is not good enough, the need to bang the drum, raise the flag and shout to say this is not good good enough to 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 government and to departments and and for the public to come on board with that so the organization from the very beginning knew that they knew that they had to campaign they were within a few weeks talking to journalists and the irish times irish times and rte to say look there's a story here that has to be told and we need your support we need a public support both in terms of funding, uh, fundraising, and in volunteering. So those elements to the organization are, are, are still there 50 years later. I mean, they counted, I think, 80 uh, rust sleepers back in, in the summer of, of 69 in, uh, in Dublin. Um, that was really the cohort of homelessness that was visible on, at the time. And obviously, we know now that nationally, Sadly, we're at a figure over 10,000 and, and well over 7,000 in Dublin alone. But the issues still remain, but the need, the core, the essence of the community is still there. People need to be cared for. They need help and support. Um, and at the same time, they need a voice in terms of campaigning. Okay. And what can other people out there, both from individuals and companies, do to support? Well, we have a range of ways of, that people can get involved. Obviously, I think from the obvious one in terms of the, the, the front end and the front line, we have the soup run and that's run by volunteers, as I said, for the, for the last 50 years. So 
Um, we have a very strange but welcome scenario within the organization that we don't have to advertise for volunteering, for volunteers, because constantly, uh, on a daily basis, people are sending in the referral forms when they link into to the website dubsimon.ie um, wanting to volunteer. A lot of that is on the street, but what people are also volunteering is maybe their employment skills, their background, their trade. They say, hey, okay, I, I mightn't want to go out and do the soup run, but you know, um, I might be able to help with, with, with the skills or the education and employment I have. So we have the soup run uh, run by part-time volunteers, and we have also volunteers in our housing and treatment services. We have actually about a cohort of, I think it's over 20 part-time volunteers, I mentioned this earlier, who are qualified counselors and provide that one-to-one counseling support to our clients. Uh, throughout the year so that is effectively run by a group of part-time qualified counselors so so where we started uh, with the soup run you know now we're we have volunteers on board and covering a range of services including as I said the health and well-being and they come from about 20-25 different countries so there's an international feel to to the volunteering element in the organization and then obviously we employ over 300 staff across those services with the amount of care and support that's needed. So we um, we have project workers, we have um, uh, nursing staff on board, and we have management personnel, and then we will hold, as I say, the, the, the machinery and support office, obviously there's a HR office, IT, finance. Fundraising is a large element too, to the organization where people are employed and working because we're not fully funded by the state. So we still need to raise five to six million a year through public donations and support uh, in order to, I suppose, effectively balance our books. So so volunteering is a large area, and, and equally so is, 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 is people being able to, and wanting to work for us, and, and we advertise for that and through the, through the normal channels. Excellent. And if people want to get in touch, what should they do next? The easiest thing is just look at, look us up online, uh, Dublin Simon, or particularly the website is called Dub Simon, D-U-B-S-I-M-O-N.ie, and our contact details and how people can volunteer, work for us, or donate are, are all available online. That's the easiest. Great. Thank you so much for that, Pat. Really appreciate your time. Not a, not a bother, um, Laura, and absolutely delighted and appreciate you're on board with your, your generosity uh, of spirit this time of year. And every little helps, and it's much appreciated, and the support is invaluable. No worries. Thank you so much for that. Thanks for joining us today on Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.